Welcome to my Dear Kitchen in Helsinki podcast. My guest today is designer Heidi Uppa, who has been working with food for a very long time and who is also conducting her doctoral research in Aalto University. Heidi and I talked about what critical food design means and how she uses design with and about food to create a positive change in the world. Hope you enjoy. Okay. Hi, Heidi. How are you? Hello. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm fine. Thank you for inviting me to have this discussion with you. Well, thank you for coming. I'm super, super excited to have invited uh, a fellow designer <laughs> and bring a, a, a new um, point of view because um, so far I mostly um, interviewed academics. And this is also interesting with you. You are also, you know, uh, working on your uh, doctoral uh, research, but also you're working as an independent designer. So you have two uh, point of view uh, in one. That's why I I wanted to uh, put you now uh, as my guest. But uh, before we start, can you briefly talk about your academic background and especially your work uh, in relation to food? Okay, well, this is a little bit kind of complicated question for me because it's it's a bit blurry all the time. And but basically. What I'm doing, I'm, I mean, I'm a designer and I'm quite like specialized in food and, and concept design, particularly maybe. And, uh, and I mean, why? That's maybe just because I'm interested in those. <laughs> That's why somehow there's something like that I'm passionate about food and, and also like concept design. And, and then... Uh, have, sorry, have you always been interested in food or did it come at some point uh, in, during your design work? Uh, I don't know. I haven't done like really like a deep reflection on that. Oh, I have never really thought of it that much. I mean, I have, uh, I have always enjoyed food and, and like been interested in it, but like but not, I mean, I have done other, other works also. And, and worked in other contexts in, in design. It's, it's not that I have only been working with food, but, but many, uh, I mean, I've been working a lot with branding and visual identities and packaging design and well, also service design and, and things like that. So often like uh, packaging design is related to food, at least the, in the way that I have done it. And, and many identities ha- that I have designed have been related to food and, and or brands. So it's, I mean, it has been, I mean, it has been part of the practice kind of for a long time, maybe like something like 20 years by now. But, uh, but then, I mean, maybe it was my MA thesis was about uh, packaging design and more about the semiotics of the packaging. And, and while I was doing that, I became more and more interested in not just the packaging, but what is also like inside the package. And, and like the relationship with being, between the product and the package and how it like creates only like, I mean, it can, they cannot be separated actually in, at least in people's like minds. So uh, uh, that's, that's kind of interesting, like idea from the, from the design perspective. And uh, yeah, and I mean, I never really planned to, do anything or become academic. Mm-hmm. It's just things just have somehow moved towards mm-hmm. that, so to say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, I mean, I'm kind of curious to also, I mean, always learn new things and, uh, and find out more details and, and go like do re I mean, do background research. That's usually, I mean, has been like my favorite part of the project. Like when starting a new project to get, into it and trying to make sense out of all everything around it yeah. to be able to visualize something something related to it and summarize and visualize so uh yeah so and then of course like i do quite quite a bit of teaching and, and research also nowadays mm-hmm. and and that kind of allows then to 
like involve more perspectives uh, around around that so it's yeah and then combine actually like things in an interesting way because um i mean i mean it's not such like a conscious choice but i'm 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 in a way i'm quite happy about the current situation that it allows me to do different type of things and i don't have to just live in one box yeah that's that's good i mean it's it's, it's also difficult sometimes like because if there are too many things on the table at, at the same time all the time and and like you feel that you never have really time properly to focus on any of these things so in in that way it's, it's also challenging to to i mean i need to also become better yeah. in, in you know in time management like all the time find better ways to to be able to focus on the things that i i'm doing like specific things but yeah but it's it still I'm, I'm quite happy about this opportunity that that it allows me to like explore different different uh, approaches yeah um so i'm gonna now dive right into the term food design and mm-hmm. also critic critical food design so um I'm personally very familiar with that. I also talked a lot about it in my master's thesis many years ago. Um, but even then, it was very, uh, new, it was quite new and not easily understood. So, and for our listeners who are mostly probably not working with design or, or, or food, uh, can you explain what food design is or what critical food design especially means? Well, um, well, to make it really like summarize it like in an easy way, mm-hmm. I mean, food design is is an area where food and design come together. So it's it's not more complicated than that. But uh, I mean, it can mean like like designing experiences, products, services, brands, concepts like related to food. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I mean, it's maybe sometimes people like like understand it in a way that okay chefs are food designers as well i mean in a way they are they create and and design like recipes and things like that but in the context of design like food design is also like something new and something else and we are there's no it's not i mean it's quite new field in, in a context of design so there is no like a ultimate final definition on on what is it because it's we are still exploring and all the time discovering new things and when it comes to critical design i suppose that's like current topic in a in general in the field of design and i mean critical thinking and and this like a reflective approach uh so it's it's quite essential in in design nowadays Mm -hmm. and uh, and, and it allows, like, without the reflections and, and being reflective, I mean, how can we learn about anything what we are doing? I mean, we just keep doing what we are doing and without thinking much. Mm-hmm. So we need this reflective approach to be able to do things in a smarter way and in a better way and and use our resources in a more smarter way and mm-hmm. and like that. And, and research can provide, like, better methods for us more efficient ways to do things so yeah so um, more and more designers uh, for, for a long time already have been working on uh, using design for uh, to change the world for better let's say mm-hmm. um, so how do you think for, for you design especially using food or around food uh, can be a tool to create positive change but also uh, exp- please explain what for example would positive positive change would mean for you well uh, i guess as a as a humanity and as a in a larger scale we need to like try to go towards uh, more sustainable like systems and and more sustainable food systems and and i mean it hasn't been the best way I mean, I mean, it's not the best way how things work currently. I mean, we can clearly see it. We are destroying mm-hmm. like our planet because we just like there. Well, there are multiple different reasons for that, and 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 we are all pretty much like, or at least most of us are aware of that. So we need to do things in a smarter way. 
and and try to change things and uh, yeah and and challenge the current ways of doing so basically uh, then like everybody is interested in okay and excited about change but then how to do it it's it's quite difficult to actually get into the change in the way that you actually get results mm-hmm. and uh, and then i mean it's quite easy to always like look at other people that hey why don't that person change or why don't that company change or why don't they change mm-hmm. and and it's at the same time when we talk about change we need to remember that okay we can't like like assume that other people are just doing it we need to also like i mean focus on ourselves and and change and i mean the change basically starts like you know inside ourselves we need to change ourselves first to be able to change anything in the world and this is kind of important to understand mm-hmm. and uh so like self-reflective uh approach and uh i mean and the change can happen in many levels like i mean and and it should happen on many levels so yeah and and then i mean to be able to get into positive like change and positive impacts so i mean and, and maybe the first part of that change is to become aware of the current situation and 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 what what's there now become aware of yourself and and for example your own feelings and and i mean and that's not an easy thing at all that requires quite a lot of like uh yeah mm. awareness and we are we are so like we so easily also fool ourselves with this mm. that uh yeah but, but at the same time we need to work on many levels like self but also like uh, a community and then the whole global level and understand the the differences and and so that kind of leads into like looking at uh, looking at the systemic levels also and and systemic change but we can't like you know expect any systemic changes to happen if we are not ready to change things in ourselves and in our own lives also we need to kind of try to be examples and test things in a smaller scale first maybe before they can become like a bigger things and then i mean when those when there are a lot of these smaller like streams first happening then they can kind of grow into rivers and and oceans but i mean first we need to need to start the change in ourselves Mm. and and of course this is related to like you know planetary well-being and and as well as people's well-being and and all of these are linked together and i mean of course it's also related to our like economic economics and like capitalistic ideas about economic growth i mean we need to challenge those ideas and try to provide something better and it, and those questions are not easy they are like extremely complex and and there are different interests like depending on from who you ask and and yeah so it's it's not that we can just do it like that even though we maybe would like to get into that but it's not easy it's not simple and and like food is really i think interesting like a area and a topic because it somehow combines people in a very natural way and and I mean it's part of us we we every day we need to kind of eat something and and then while while we eat then food essentially like it becomes really like literally like part of us mm. also like physically but I mean, not only physically also identity wise like um so it's it's really like fascinating like a uh, area and uh, and also this the the trust that uh, we create between like people and different stakeholders in 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 the food system through these activities which happen through food it's mm. it's really fascinating yeah but speaking of um, well this kind of creating positive change but also communities i, I want to uh, go right into 
um, one of your uh, projects that were uh, very interesting and it started as a pilot project but it now grew um, but uh, I want to first talk about the pi pi pilot project itself which is Keru Community Fridge project. Uh, first of all can you just briefly explain what it was about? Yeah uh, you mean uh, the whole whole project or Yes, the, the, the pilot project. I mean, how, okay, okay. how did it start? Okay. Especially, I'm curious uh, as a designer how it, it started uh, for you, like the whole, the, how the process started and, and also what the project, the pilot project is about, just to explain. Okay, so basically, uh, I mean, there's quite a lot of happy accidents <laughs> there on the way. Mm. Basically, I was doing, like some years ago, I was doing some food design course for all the masters, like students and I needed, uh, I mean, we wanted to do like a dumpster diving excursion with mm. the students and, and uh, I mean, just to learn about food waste as and to explore that part uh, like a little bit. And, and then I, I met uh, Tuomas Lillebar uh, like through that project because he, I mean, he was able to help me to actually like create this and make this dumpster diving excursion to happen. Mm. And uh, and then uh, after that, uh, we kind of started, the, I mean, continued the discussion with, with Tuomas and, and co like collected other people and, and organized food waste carnival as a, I mean, it was a, just a one day event as a part of the Helsinki day, like, mm. was it 2017 or something like that? In in uh, in Pasila, they have this community house in Pasila, so that's where we organized it. And I mean, it was a interesting, successful like a day. There was a lot of different activities, like uh, uh, we like we serving um, more than two hundred portions of food prepared from surplus ingredients, and there was a photo exhibition and film screening and and uh, other small activities around food food waste, like just to create awareness on, on, on the topic and also like a panel discussion where we invited different like professionals from, I mean, covering different aspects mm. uh, of the topic. And, and that was, that was like a good as such, but then we were thinking like, okay, it would be interesting to, to have like a, like a, to create something which would have more long-term like a impact mm. and, and uh, so then we continued like a discussion on this and we're thinking of different like uh, different possibilities and different project ideas and I mean there were basically four people uh, like uh, in in the participating in these like uh, discussions uh, Maya Ilyevskaya and Marisa Alster were also part of that and then uh, then we came up with this like after some like uh, doing some research and and uh, familiarizing ourselves more with the food waste uh, topic so then we like uh, ended up in this like into this like a community fridge idea and uh, and and then decided that okay this might be worth exploring more and testing how it works and and then we were tr like figuring it out like okay where should we do it and how mm. should it work and and I was of course quite interested in involving like like design perspectives and design and communication like perspectives into the project so yeah so basically then yeah then we created all the necessary materials and and like founded like funding i mean helsinki city was basically in the beginning funding that project i mean not that it we needed like a lot of money for it but uh, but still like some we needed to get some uh, furniture and uh, like little pieces of materials and this and that so yeah and then we we launched the pilot project like two years ago in in Gallia. yeah and, uh, and that was basically uh like a project with which then came to be like because i mean i think all of us were quite frustrated about the situation and didn't i mean wanted to do desperately do something but didn't really know what to do and what would be the best way and and i mean then it was just in the end like okay deciding that okay let's at least try something out we didn't know if it 
would work or uh, or what problems there might be or or what would happen but then just decided to take the risk and test the idea i mean i mean we knew that there are like few similar type of projects like which have been uh, like done in i mean in the world like like in uk and india and and stuff like that but it was not so clearly when we started to like look at them in the detail it was not so clearly explained like okay how it actually worked and how it could be applied into finnish uh, context because i mean we have some challenges we can't just put a fridge on the on the street because of the finnish winter and things like that so yeah so we needed to just test test it and, and see what happens and so people could uh, people started to bring their um, otherwise would be waste food to this fridge and how did it work exactly yeah i mean basically a community fridge is a is a recycling like a point for surplus food mm-hmm. and i mean everybody is welcome um people can either collect food from there or they can donate food mm-hmm. and in this pilot project uh, we also collected every day like uh, surplus food from the nearby shops mm-hmm. to, to just to be able to like uh have more stuff on the shelves because mm-hmm. if the shelves are all the time empty then i mean not many people are interested in like yeah coming there often if if there isn't nothing to really share so just to have a bit more volume there we created this like a system of doing like a daily pickups and i mean it was actually quite like a difficult thing to do and eventually we ended up having like i mean the pilot uh continued uh for 17 months and we had something like 72 volunteers participating in the project so it was quite you know, difficult task to manage the whole whole process and all that. And and of course we needed to also take care of the cleaning and 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 food safety, which is a big big also like a issue with this because basically the food that we were sharing, it's in the end of its life cycle. So there's also like this, I mean, always risk that okay, what if somebody gets like sick or something and we didn't want that to happen. So so therefore we needed to also like train focus on training people and educating them on on the topic and and there are also finnish like laws which we need to on on food safety which we had to take into account and make sure that everybody follows those and i mean that's not so easy task Mm. and um i'm also going to wherever I can, I'll put the link to this pilot project where people can also see more details about how it worked. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> I, I, I know that you also had some, um, some extra activities. I mean, it was just not just one fridge, of course, it's, it's not just a fridge, but, <laughs> uh, but you also had activities and workshops I, I see in the website uh, around that mm. uh, idea. And um, I'm curious, I'm always curious uh, in who participates in this, like to, whether you're volunteers, but also your, uh, the, the people who visit or who, who become part of the activities and part of the, like who benefit from, the, from this uh, fridge itself. Um, do you have any information? I mean, you, you might not have any formal information on that or data, but do you have any idea, like, what, how, who were these people, like gender or some age group, Finnish, foreigner? Do you have any, any idea about the participants, like, in that sense? Yeah, I mean, one very important aspect of the project was this, like, a community part and social part of the project like which is like maybe often we think that okay we just need to solve somehow the logistics of the of the food waste or something so that the problem is solved but it's not really that we need to also put a lot of attention on the social aspect because it's and that's the most difficult part because like i mean we can't predict so well how people will behave or uh, so involving people it's 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 difficult and and so basically with with this like we organize different events i mean 
also to the uh, to the our volunteers and, and participants, but sometimes they also were open for for all visitors. And, and by doing that, we wanted them to like also people who are who were not yet maybe part of the or familiar with the place to kind of feel that okay they could maybe like feel more like uh, like interested in just coming to visit casually and and see the place because it's also there's a lot of social stigma around like food waste because typically in Finland a lot of the food waste or surplus food is shared as a food aid and then it's there is there is this kind of thought that okay this surplus food is only for poor people and this was something what we consciously needed to kind of clarifying the communication that okay this is for everybody it's it's really everybody is welcome you don't have to be poor to to like collect some food from here the main thing is that the food will go into the use and is will be eaten that doesn't really matter who actually eats it and and it's actually interesting that uh, that that in the higher like income groups when people have more money to buy food, then they also tend to throw away more food, which doesn't really make any sense. You are basically throwing away money, like when you are, when you are throwing away food. So, so we, I mean, we need to not only try to like change the behavior of the poor people, but I mean, really, this all involves like everybody, and also knowing that okay, the households are the are the most challenging part of the food chain to to like to change the behavior and they also create the more bigger amount the biggest amount of waste compared as a comparison to industry or other parts of the food chain so yeah this is this is the challenge and we wanted to target that which then means like okay that actual target group is quite wide and and then the location in the Kalliola Settlementi house, like, okay, they, they are, there's in the same building, there are offices for different like organizations. And, and then, so of course, those people were already like visiting because they were already kind of in the building. But then uh, on top of that, uh, also like just people from the neighborhood, mostly, I mean, sometimes people from other parts of the Helsinki came to and sometimes some tourists were visiting and just they were curious about the place and, and what do they had heard of it like like heard about it in in somewhere so they wanted to come to see how it is and I mean some people were unemployed some people were students but some people were just like normal regular people like on the way their to their work or, or something so and we didn't really like consciously also ask like okay what is your social status or yeah. something because i mean we wanted to actually avoid it yeah but but sometimes i mean i at least noticed myself that people like maybe it's this like an interesting like a uh, role that food has like that okay when the food is present even if it's not like really being eaten but just the presence of food creates this kind of interesting feeling of trust and I have had often interesting discussions with people like when I was doing something at the fridge at the community fridge because people wanted to share like their things about their lives and like they were telling like a lot of details about their lives and their current situation and I mean they're about their families and things like this which was really nice like yeah, I mean, food really opens up this kind of personal. Yeah. Uh, it makes it easier, breaks the ice. Uh, yeah, makes it easier to talk about yourself and your stories, and uh, it's a very good tool for that. But um, and, and also, also we had a lot of foreigners like visiting. I mean, some. Of, I mean, maybe if I think of our volunteers, like maybe half of them were Finnish and half of them were foreigners. And I was thinking, okay, maybe that is because, uh, like, maybe it's not so easy for foreigners to get, like, find new circles in the, if they move to a new place. It's not so easy to get to know people. And, I mean, this was, a, like, a way of socializing also. And, and other thing, 
which is quite interesting, like when related to like food. That I mean, in my other projects, I often like notice that there are a lot of lot more foreigners are kind of interested in different food related projects than actually Finns, and that's quite interesting. Like we can raise this question that okay, what does this tell about Finnish food culture? I mean, like uh, is it just like maybe we just take it as a as a granted we don't really do we do we appreciate like in finland like food enough or i mean is it just understood as a as a something to fill the stomachs or do we really like understand the value of it it's it's quite interesting to think about it in in that way too so and and also i mean still going back to the people who visited at the, the fridge like then we had uh, also this like a questionnaire for the visitors that they could give feedback and and then we were asking there like okay like what are the reasons like behind like why you are interested in in visiting and and like then people mentioned that okay like 90% of, of the people like I mean this is a rough rough number that they mentioned both like this like climate and ecological like reasons related to reducing food waste like i mean and, and not only this like a aspect of of like a saving money or receiving free food i mean it was basically equally important to them mm-hmm. but so with these surveys any of the, any of them or not within the survey, but uh, just someone coming and giving feedback to you about, you also said yourself uh, before about this change of behaviors. So mm. did anyone, uh, did you get any this kind of comment from anyone that said, by using this, I mean, maybe I wasn't aware of this, this before, but by using, by being part of this, uh, this, this, this in my life changed. It could be about change of purchasing food or it will be anything that involves a sustainable a more sustainable lifestyle did this kind of uh, become, become inspiration for even bigger change in their own lives yeah yeah i think it was happening quite often that people were commenting that oh i never actually thought of this that odd oh, but like seeing this and and like uh, made me kind of realize that ah oh, maybe this is an important like a like a topic and okay we need to do something and it has I mean often people were commenting that it made made them think about their own like practices in in how they like cook at home and 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 how they like what kind of decisions they make in the in the shop and all that and maybe it was also because we were sharing some information at the at the fridge like tips for for uh like a circular economy how you can apply that uh, like into use in in your own kitchen and, and things like that or recipe ideas or, or things like that so i mean we didn't i mean maybe it would have been useful to even highlight it more in in the communication but then i mean that's so always also then the question of resources and yeah and, and time is limited so and also i think maybe it's good to leave some space for people just to activate them give them a bit of the information inspire them and then this leads them to go and find out more about it yeah yeah you can't also like actively just like like push it against their faces like you need to leave some like space to explore and 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 for the realizations Mm, to do this exploration also some some things that they do themselves to the information or the knowledge that they reach themselves maybe even more uh, long-term staying with them actually so in that sense it may be good that you didn't just give everything and mm. bombard them with all the information and whatever so uh, in that sense I think it was a good balance uh, uh, but but this was the pilot this was a pilot project and Already in this in the website there is the part, for example, that says if you want to do your own community fridge, contact us and things like that. So, did did you receive any requests from other communities to start their own fridge? Did anyone contact you? Do you know that at least in in 
Finland or in Helsinki, did it uh, happen again without your initiation in other communities? Yeah, yeah, this is this is interesting because I think since the beginning, since uh, we launched this um, like a pilot project, like people, I mean, it, it was like uh, quite a lot of different newspapers and medias were like uh, writing about it and it, it, we got quite good visibility and, and then, I mean, uh, yeah, there, we got some questions that, okay, like we are interested in starting this, that what, what could we do? And at that time, I mean, there was not so much time to actually do anything like, oh, do much practical things. Of course, was like of, often like then answering the questions that people had. But now basically what, uh, what I'm more focusing at the moment and working at the moment is that we have now uh, this like a new community fridge info mm. platform where we want to like share uh, materials and tools which were created uh, during the pilot project. And, uh, and then now we are uh, looking for different groups who are interested in this kind of activity, like a com running a community fridge uh, in their neighborhood so that we could test these materials. And then uh, by the end of this year, we will publish all these materials like uh, in, in, the, in our platform, in, in our website. So then basically, and that will be in English and Finnish. And then uh, we hope that it would be helpful and more easy for new groups than like in Finland and also perhaps in other countries to, to start their own community fridge projects. Mm. Um, and I'm going to, as I said, put the link to this, uh, to, your, to the website, um, at least on YouTube, but in some other platforms, I, I cannot do that. So in case anybody wants to go and check it, the name again, Keru Community Fridge, if they just want to, you know, uh, Google themselves and uh, find it. But uh, I want to move on now to a more recent um, project you had uh, in September uh, as part of Helsinki Design Week, Value Shop. Mm -hmm. um, so just can you just briefly explain what this one was about? What, well, what, what is it, a value shop? The value shop, it, it's a basically like a concept and, and, and the idea there is that uh, value shop looks like a shop. It's like a shop environment, but it's not really like a real shop where you go to like buy different products. But I mean, but there are products and, and uh, basically every like product has two versions. Like there's two different labels of, of each product mm -hmm. and, and they, uh, the label itself is, is white with, with a black text. And the statements uh, on each packages are related to different social and political topics. And, and they are like a, those two like state, statements on each uh, product. They are from opposite ends of the spectrum, mm. spectrum, so to say. So basically then visitors can choose uh, what they or which one they agree with uh, or what better fits into their values. So uh yeah so that so that's basically the idea and and then uh we wanted to combine this like a citizen uh, duties and voting with with uh consumerism and and shopping experience mm. and uh, i mean this project has been a collaboration between uh myself and apartuli uh he's a designer specialized in product and interaction design and and we had a like with this project, we had a chance to combine our our interests mm. and and also like skills what what we have been doing for for longer time. So that that was quite exciting. And as a part of the design week, we had an opportunity to to create this like a twenty um, square meter like a shop uh, like space at the Helsinki Design Week main exhibition at the Olympic Stadium now in September. And, uh, and yeah, it was interesting. We had uh, quite, I mean, in the whole exhibition, there were like 4,000 visitors roughly. And, and uh, like we, then we had this like a voting system 
there so that each product also included like had this like a QR codes and people could like through this web-based application they could scan those codes and and do the actual voting like that so yeah there were more like roughly 400 uh like a different uh people voting and some people were uh voting together or as a family so that recorded as a one like one like a one person voting even though it, there were more people involved so and there were also many people visiting who didn't want to participate in this interactive part but just wanted to like look at the packages and 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 experience the uh, installation in that way mm. um, you you mentioned uh, well for, like values for example from from opposite ends of spectrum and, mm. and what are some of the examples and how did you also decide uh, which ones to choose <laughs> yeah yeah basically the black and white labels like we and wanted also, to uh, also what if uh, were there uh, you said opposite ends of spectrum so maybe was there any anyone who couldn't decide well then what would yeah yeah that's interesting because well basically the black and white uh, uh, like visually it looked really black and white the labels and we wanted them to look like that because then it it reflects the current i mean the polarization of the current yeah. like atmosphere in the in the discussions that like often happens like either this or either this i'm right you are wrong type of thing and 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 in the real life things are not so black and white like when you actually go into the learn more about the topic it's actually not that easy at all there are a lot of gray tones between and and then that's why it was sometimes uh difficult for people to choose like okay if i should go there or there for example we had uh this uh licorice example with uh with this uh like a racism topic about I mean, the other option said like black lives matter and the other option said like all lives matter. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, depending how you approach it, like you can choose, like, of course it's, you have, I mean, it's, it's maybe more interesting to think about like, than at, at, to think about, okay, like not, or I mean, not to think about what you choose, but why you choose it. Yeah. So uh, what are the reasons behind? And, and it was, I mean, it worked in a way that, okay, people were discussing the topics and, and they really like enjoyed that. And that was our goal. We wanted to raise awareness and discussion. Like, uh, yeah, because like that is maybe something what I feel that design should do more and provide opportunity for reflection and, uh, and thinking about these difficult topics and uh i'm curious about this one thing um when you're put when you were you were putting these labels on some products and of course the labels the values that they represent were the most important part but when you were designing the the shop itself and these products was there did you think of any relation with, with the actual product that you have in your hand and the value that it represents or you put on yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, for example, we we chose this like a question about abortion, and and put it into the egg, like yeah. uh, packaging, yeah. which is I mean there is maybe interesting link there or and oranges which has this like a round shape. The other one said that okay, Earth is flat, and the other one said Earth is round. So <laughs> it's like like that, and then. For example, extra virgin olive oil was related to prostitution. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there is sometimes, I mean, we managed to like, like make the link more, like more related to the product, but it was not so obvious maybe with, with all products. I mean, and also like adding a little bit of humor there because some of these topics are quite like heavy and hard. Mm. And for example, like uh, this abortion question, so to like also provide something like some fun aspects there too. So that was to lighten up the like mm. the hardness of the of the overall thing a bit. So that was that was maybe something what was needed. And because I mean, for example, there were cases that there was mother and and a daughter at the same time, like 
looking at the at the eggs and then the daughter like something like 10 11 years old was asking the mother like okay what does this mean like what should i choose like the women have right to to choose and and make decisions on their own bodies or or then on the other hand like all like lives are equally important or, or something like that so i mean it's quite difficult task for the mother to like like explain in a in a simple way that okay what is what we should now like choose here or or then there was like a question of of uh, uh, drugs and and that was together with the marshmallows and of course all the kids were always like quite interested in the marshmallows because it looked quite delicious mm. and and once we had like a grandmother visiting with two I mean three grandkids and trying to explain to the kids like okay if we should choose this one with with uh, more like like a uh, harder punishments for the like drug related crimes or legalizing marijuana and psychedelics or like it's it's kind of like interesting but it's also i mean it's very uh, a bold step in in, in many uh, for many people to just be there and to openly say like mm. openly uh, show people uh, your uh, your opinion on some yeah. things, which are as you said some very hard topics and uh, mm. not everyone is uh, you might talk about these these topics your values on this topic uh, with some friends or people that you trust or or something but it's not always so easy to show hey i believe in um this and you know i'm pro-life i'm pro abortion and things like that so um i think it was it's also very bold for the participants mm. to be there and to show exactly like physically uh what they believe in um, yeah i mean of course our voting system was totally like anonymous we didn't like record any data from the people like who were voting mm -hmm. or participating mm -hmm. in this like an uh, installation mm -hmm. or interactive part of it so yeah but, but yeah there definitely is this aspect of it because i mean like in this democratic system like how we vote i mean it there's a lot of efforts being put into this like a uh into this like a like a like anonymous like part of it so that people can like freely like uh, like vote about something and they don't have to openly tell to other people what yeah. they actually what, what they think about it so yeah this like when we combine these commercial aspects with with this definitely then it becomes more visible hmm. as yeah so and also it's a quite interesting i mean not directly linked with this uh, installation but then if you would actually buy the product what would happen because then you will have to take that product home and you have to actually live with your choice. Yes. So it's, it's interesting. And you might have to put the package on the, if it's ketchup or something, you have to put it on the table when, when your, I don't know, mother-in-law comes to visit. And I mean, I mean, can you still live with your choice? That's an interesting yeah. Like a, the next step could be something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we haven't thought of the next steps yet, but I mean, yeah, this is there's a lot of interesting aspects with this project. We are quite quite excited about it, and yeah. So, um, well, we don't have so much time left, but I still want to ask this one more thing, which is also kind of finalizing the interview. Uh, apart from these two. Uh, projects uh, we talked about very detailed. You also have some have had uh, many participatory workshops using food or about, about food. Uh, so among these works, can you choose just you know one that you love a lot and or you had a very interesting results and uh, all final to finalize this uh, this discussion. Oh, yeah, well, basically, I have done different type of uh, food related workshops, uh, more related to maybe storytelling, like, and I have done those together with adults. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that's basically for me a way to collect data for my PhD research. And, and because I'm interested in uh, like researching different narrative methods. So, um, yeah, that's, that's part of that. And I like, 
and and I had to do quite a lot of different like explorations to kind of get into that. And uh, some workshops I have done with the kids also like, for example, mushroom farming and, and creative pizza workshop for kids where they could create a pizza recipes. I mean, like kids, young kids who don't necessarily know how to read and write yet. Mm. So how to, how to work on that. So maybe that was like, uh, I mean, I'm, as a researcher, I'm of course like very much interested in the storytelling workshops and all that but it's also has been like really fun to work with with kids mm. and to see their excitement and and all that and, and this like a as an overall thing like this the data collection in in that form it's it's quite a lot of fun and i mean for me it's just also a way to like explore like this like food design area and 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 learn more myself as a designer and 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 as a researcher and I mean, as a human as well. Yeah. Any final comments before we, <laughs> or anything you want to say to the listeners? Mm, um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe just would like to encourage everyone to like, just try out things which, which they haven't tried out before and, and, and to challenge like their own ideas and, mm and and the existing world and and sometimes like just trying out something it doesn't matter i mean i have also failed many times when trying out things and or i had to try many times the same thing before i understand enough of it so that it actually starts to work hmm. so i would like just to maybe encourage people to to try out new yeah. things bravely and and not to be unhappy with themselves if they don't succeed straight away but uh yeah yeah i mean uh, every every trial i mean every time you fail you learn a lot yeah so i think in the end it's never a, a loss of time or 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 anything it's making you know having a failure maybe it's even yeah. in many cases it's even nicer <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean then you get into interesting topics and questions and and in design that's i think really like crucially important and we don't do maybe enough of it as designers yeah. uh, so because we want to be on the safe space and and safe like area but we need that if we want to do i mean change something yeah. like around ourselves and and the other thing is maybe like i mean i've been a lot thinking a lot this like a uh, empathy and and this like more like softer like let's say softer uh ways of doing and and as like i mean there's a lot to learn there too so okay well it was this was very very good i mean i i knew uh this uh i know your work uh, i knew your work from before but it was also very nice to talk about them with you uh so much details now one-to-one -one. and i hope this uh, inspires uh listeners um to go and find out more and maybe to find their own ways uh mm. how to do with that and yeah so thank you and uh thank you. we'll be well we'll of course continue to communicate uh <laughs> to, um, follow your work yes yes and likewise i mean i'm i'm excited to also hear about how your research and other projects like continue because it's it's interesting for me i also learn from that a lot so it's this like a sharing aspect is 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 very important as well perfect okay so bye <laughs>